Hello, this is Malcolm Gladwell. You're listening to Call Now. Call now. Call now. Call now. Call now. Call or log on now. Call now. Call right now. Call in the next 18 minutes. Call in the next 16 minutes. Call in the next 7 minutes. Call or log on now. Hello and welcome to Call Now, where we plunge headfirst into the surreal world of infomercial. And while we can't offer you free shipping, we can guarantee that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are definitely those of this network. Thank you, Tim. My name is Dan Sturdivant. I am joined, as always, by my co-host on this three-man we've known as Call Now. And, hey, today's product may take 13 minutes for the oil to warm up, but this guy is always ready to go, Mark Pedrotti. Mark, welcome. Thank you, Dan. I'm so glad to be here, buddy. That, that's great. That's fantastic. And we've got Dave Moist Bread Sandrini. Hi, Dave. Happy Thanksgiving, boys. I like turkey. And who doesn't? I mean, I know we do try to stay evergreen as much as possible, but I think that as long as we don't make any references to the year, that this can just be our Thanksgiving special. And this will be the one that mom and dad and the kids play for for decades to come, right between Alice's Restaurant and Charlie Brown, just uh, just, just warm up the fireplace and put on the call now. Hey, hey, why don't we invite the boys over for, uh, for Thanksgiving again? What do you say? And here we go. So even though there were so many flying graphics and bad ADR that it really made me pine for the days of Showtime, set it, forget it. Just and the pasta maker, but... Can we turn off the machines? Ron is family, okay? My family are Italians. This is my cousin Giorgio from Italy. And this is a holiday, and he definitely has the biggest house. So he's hosting our Call Now Thanksgiving, and you guys are coming with us. We're going to get into Ron Popeil's 5-in-1 turkey fryer. The following is a paid program brought to you by Housewares Inventions. Frying a turkey outdoors is so dangerous and indoor turkey fryers are just too big for a small kitchen. Hi, I'm Ron Popeil. It took me over 10 long years to invent a fryer that's small, safe, easy to clean, that fries a 15 pound turkey in only 46 minutes. Gentlemen, like we said, it's the holidays. Okay, so it just feels right to be hanging out with Papa Ron, watch him teach us how to safely fry a 15 or 13 and a half pound turkey in, in 43, 46, yeah. 46 minutes. And it's a family affair because Lauren's here and she, she's all grown up. She's all grown up. I'm Ron Popeil's daughter, Lauren. And she, I'm sure, is a very nice woman. She's a lovely woman, but probably not likely the the Popeil daughter most likely to carry the mantle as the, the face, the pitch person, because this, it was rough. This is a bumpy road with Lauren dragging us through Turkey Town. Hey, Dad. And this was one of the most confusing and distracting infomercials I've ever seen. That's incredible. It's called the Turkey Fryer, and it doesn't mention a holiday one time. What? So I was like, all right, I get, like, you don't want to just go like, oh, it's a Christmas turkey. Cause like, that's a sliver of the turkey market. But these are sold in America. In this country. Ron has always prided himself on his made in America for a lot of his, a lot of his products in touting America. By the way, it's American made. It's not made in Hong Kong or Taiwan. It's made here in the good old USA. Good. And it- Thanksgiving and the way it's celebrated here is the Americanist thing I can think of. But. That was my first issue. They never mentioned Thanksgiving. 
Thanksgiving. It fucking fries turkeys. I don't get it. They didn't do one chicken. Well, <laughs> I mean, they did chicken fingers and stuff, but they didn't do like a full they chicken. Some, they threw some uh, Cornish hens in there, four at a time. My husband and I had an anniversary dinner, and we made the Cornish hens. That's it's right, not quite yeah. the power pressure cooker, but yeah. I chicken. love this kind of chicken. We didn't see it happen. This guy's infomercials drive me nuts. Add some nuts. And I know that in a good way. sacrilege. And he goes, well, why don't you go tell Ron Pompey that, you know? I guess it's in a good way. It feels so good. But they seem, man... This guy is special. You know, Ron Popeil's been one of my closest friends for over 25 years. It's a mess, man. It's a total mess. Jesse, how'd you find it to clean? I cannot believe how much of a mess this freaking thing is. It was very, very simple to clean. And the cooking bowl is just From start to finish. It's like a live dry run. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Mark, I feel like because me and Dave are both banging our heads against the wall about this, that you own three of these and you're about to show us your Ron Popeil olive oil fryer apron because you love everything about this. How many people in my audience have my fryer at home? Because as the skeptic, are you the skeptic or just, just the anti-sentiment? I, I don't know which hat you're wearing today, but Ooh. there's no way that you liked anything that happened during this. Yeah. I'm going to let it all hang out. If you want to see what 13 inches looks like. I am the skeptic here because <laughs> it's selling. We can do everything. And I know we've already talked about all these things can do everything. 64 different exercises. But this is like on the most amount of steroids of we can do everything. It's all it, of the everything. It's five. You could do five things with it. They claim you could do things. What were the five things? Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Steam. And fry. Fry. Hold on. No, no, no. no. Let, let's, 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 let's get back to that. I do, I do have that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go it's ahead. It's a good point because you never have a base of, even when you're being skeptical or you're being someone who would not want to buy these products. Let me see that. You're thinking to yourself, or at least I was, oh, man, where do I start with this thing? You know, it's like, I'm imagining it on my counter. Like, what the hell would I even do with this thing? And the, yeah. the longer the thing goes on, the longer the infomercial goes on, you're still lost. You're like, is that? making a donut am i am i really that. jamming a turkey in this thing in. you know what i mean it's it's nuts and you said a very important phrase there dave you said jamming a turkey <laughs> in, in there extending it putting a putting an extra wall up to jam a, a turkey into it too why would they show that you know ron says that's all he that's all he does that's all he does that's all i do so he always uses the extended safety sleeve so if that's the case why not make the fryer that big but then it's not the smallest fryer. Most people have very small kitchens. But then if it's that small, then you can't fry the turkey. But you can't fry the turkey you say you anyways. No. It, when they cut to, it's like it fits neatly on your counter. Small enough to keep on your countertop. And it's like, oh, it does. When they do that with the magic bullet. That's some bullet. And stuff like that. It's like, oh, and yeah, that makes sense. The personal, versatile countertop magician. But with this, it's so transformer robot out. Batteries not included. During the infomercial that it doesn't look like that. So when they cut away to, oh, it fits right on the counter. Small enough to keep on your countertop, a small kitchen, or a motor going, home. Wait, what, is that the thing? Is that even... It's missing its biggest pieces to it. And yeah. I think the great thing about the magic bullet... The magic bullet... Is they always said, hey, it fits on your the counter. The magic bullet takes up no more room on your countertop. Look at that. Than a regular size coffee Good, and they hook. always had the top onto it, the cup and, yeah. and all that stuff. But this thing had... The arms that you push down. You lift up, out, and down. The extender like you're talking about. And here, hidden away, 
is the safety extension sleeve, which I recommend using all the time. It's a monstrosity when you have that thing set up ready for business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the size. It looks like the size of like a five gallon bucket. Mm, that, yeah, that's what the dimensions are. So he's not wrong. It's probably the smallest fryer that nice you can get, but it's still a fucking beast. Like <laughs> I don't have anything in my kitchen that big that doesn't have like a cutout from the counter space, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And the fact that they have the the gall, the stones, the sand to say, oh, it clean, it cleans so easy. There is no chance in hell that anything on that cleans easily inside no. inside dishwasher. And the cooking bowl is dishwasher safe. Do you believe right. what, what Jesse had to say? He said it was so easy to clean and the plastic parts even go in the dishwasher. Like, yeah, the plastic parts do. <laughs> what about the part that's full of all that goddamn oil? So one third of it can go into the uh, dishwasher. Yeah. It's yeah. you know, what was the other one that was like that? I think the power pressure cooker was like that too. It's like, oh, it's that easy to clean. It's like, well, but you're only cleaning the easiest part. And clean up as a breeze. Just drop the removable insert into the oh, dishwasher. That, yeah, that was the opposite. That cleaned the basin, but the lid that has the electronic components you have to do by hand. That's where all the tiny crevasses are you have to yeah. get into. Right. So frustrating. You can't even run water over that thing. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't. The charcoal filter. What was that? I didn't even. It's so the, the oil it. smell doesn't get out. <laughs> like traps it in there so that's why people fry turkeys outside in addition to the fires traditionally which we get a yeah. lovely visual of a couple <laughs> times in this infomercial is how dangerous frying turkeys are because it's just fire. frying a turkey outdoors is so dangerous which they do cause fires and those videos are a lot of fun to watch mm-hmm. but the smell thing and at first they sneak it in it's like oh it's got the charcoal thing it has a cartridge of charcoal so it helps get rid of any smell of oil part of the lid it's not a big deal don't even worry about it it's just part of what we do here that's all i do and you're just gonna you're just gonna love it and it's like okay and then they come back to it when they're talking about the complete package if you want to see what 13 inches looks like and he mentions that you're going to receive three fitted charcoal filters every 90 days from your purchase date for a small fee of small shipping expense of less than five dollars believe me it's well worth it it's like whoa so you're getting my information and charging me five dollars every 90 days until i tell you to stop they say you can cancel anytime of course you can cancel anytime but it's still a little little bit of a reach right that's never never what you want to do you don't want to be part of a subscription service with your fryer i wouldn't well wait you you (laughs) scout you scholars out there oh hello is this does he use this in other infomercials no. like the subscription I, and small i've pieces. never seen it before this is the no, first it's not even a component it's like a little piece that you throw away basically no don't throw in the trash can yeah so the way that i've seen it happen Weird. is they say they include a lifetime supply of x and the fine print is that the lifetime supply is if at any point you run out of these things and you submit your claim for them you will pay the small shipping handling fee for them to be sent to you. You do pay a small shipping expense of under $5. Right. It's almost like they were tired of being in the insurance business and they wanted to get in the charcoal filter business. Mm-hmm. You're not in the burger business. You're in the real estate business. This is the most unhealthy thing other than... What? Obviously, if you drank QRB, you probably, probably <laughs> die faster. Scout to win. But this is the most unhealthy thing. <laughs> And this is the one that keeps sending you things to be unhealthy, which I love and hate about this thing. So, but who's going through this many pieces that they have to keep mailing it to you? I like, that's a lot of oil. Your family's eating a lot of goddamn oil. Inundate this frying pan with some olive oil like that. Is it harmful to have that much charcoal in your house? Like, is that better than oil smell? I don't know. 
Maybe it is. I obviously I'm not. Not in the kitchen. I mean, outside maybe <laughs> that's a good thing, right? Yeah, charcoal filters. I don't know. Yeah. And I did. And speaking about just the the health component, Mark, where he talks about it's so healthy because it's also a steamer. You can steam vegetables, hot dogs, and buns. I was like. Wait. My fryer also is a food steamer. Steam healthy vegetables, hot dogs, and buns. Yeah. Okay. Ron's cuisine and his ideas and his ideas for cuisine are bananas. Yeah. They, they are. are. They are crazy. Like they're deep fried bananas. <laughs> deep fried bananas. He he must love to eat. Clearly, this is a big thing. He must be really interested in it. the dishes that he chooses to highlight are yeah. insane. Yeah, and then he brings Everywhere. a bunch of chefs on and makes them talk about it. Like, yeah, what Especially chef's gonna want to talk about jalapeno poppers? Steve, these are spicy jalapeno poppers. They all look. I, they, <laughs> I know they all look so slightly off. Like the yeah. Low Country boil, it was like looks kind of wet. Like the Low Country seafood boil for your friends. You know, yeah. the the jalapeno popper was like looks kind of just wrong somehow jalapeno the shrimp here's my coconut shrimp it just all you know the donut was the best looking thing donuts in two minutes i hate it <laughs> i hate it well it's the thing right they they make it again the weird speed stuff and like you're doing this at home it's so off balance throughout because if this was really aesthetically pleasing it would be really good fried foods. Fried shrimp balls, crab balls, crawfish right. balls, meatballs, yes, balls. <laughs> For the whole thing, right? Like how to do French fries, how to do donuts. The donuts end up looking like this. How to do yeah. donuts. onions. Here's my blossoming onion cutter. Fried chicken. Fried chicken, coconut shrimp, deep fried ice cream, Oreo cookies. I did a turkey. Mm -hmm. I did the onion rings. I did shrimp. Uh, fried some okra, of course. But then, like, they go to the chicken, and they have chicken that's already breaded and fried. And you can do frozen food right in the deep fryer. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to dump the whole thing in there like that. Mm -hmm. You refry, and it's like, why didn't you batter that? You know, it's just, it's so, it's very off-balance and strange. Right. You think it's bake, fry, steam, boil. What's bake? No, I didn't bake. Yeah. There's no, there's no. No, no, no. He trademarked. Oh, steam bake. It also steam bakes. He uh, trademarked steam bake. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. He also has flavor steam. Can we figure out what the last one is by the end? Was it flavor steam? Did you say that yet? When you infuse the flavor? Yeah. Oh. Flavor steam, steam fry, steam bake. So those are all trademarks. But then we know it does a seafood boil. So maybe it a boil is. Fries. Is that and yeah, so. yeah, five and one. The infused flavor thing was probably the most interesting, I guess. Flavor steam fryer roast, but still, I didn't know how the hell you would do it. Yeah, I mean, it's they just... cut they cut to like a nuclear reactor like cross section. <laughs> it's like yeah. what the fuck is going on? Watch out for the rods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. And it was really bizarre how they shoehorned the steam fry flavor steam fry pork. Yeah, I get it, and and you're right, Dave. I think from like a cooking aspect, it's like oh, I guess that's way you could do it it's a departure from the flavor injector it's the showtime solid flavor injector <laughs> where ron used to brutalize his meats by jamming whole cloves of garlic deep into its guts before you cooked it which was <laughs> part of the package for the showtime rotisserie just now he's moved completely away from this like, now nah, let's get the air in there flavor steam fry a juicy flavorful lamb the air in the water it'll infiltrate your meat slowly i was like all right i look okay doesn't do a lot for me and the cuts of meat that they showed looked disgusting. Disgusting, yeah. Yeah. It was all gray meat. Nobody eats like that. Nobody. And I was looking at it. I like the carving stand. I don't care. 
I was like, oh, that's actually pretty sweet. Like, hold the thing upright while you cut. I'm going to take your newly invented carving stand. So that way you can cut against the grain and it'll look good. You guys, you want to look like Ron Popeil. Agreed. If they just had an amateur cutting it, but it didn't matter. Like, the meat was gray. It looked awful. The yeah. lamb looked bad. The pork looked bad. The donuts end up looking like this. I wasn't hungry watching this, and that was a disappointment to me. It, like, went gray to bright red. Yeah. On some of them. Yeah. No, no consistency. Yeah. I mean, it's probably because there's so much water. Flavor infuse your water for steaming. In a lot of it, but also the lighting was really weird. When you mugs got a light. I'm going to get into that later. It looked disgusting. The meat in general. The meat looked disgusting. The yeah. breads were the worst thing I've ever seen. Also, you steam to make a whole wheat nut bread. He also said that they make great cinnamon toast. Fabulous cinnamon toast. It's like, but yeah, but what if I made the Italian pizza bread? Or a homemade Italian pizza bread. I'm not making fucking cinnamon toast out of that. It's a train wreck. Yeah. I don't know. I was really unexcited about that. And I know there's a lot to get into from how this all came together, right? And the thing that really had me asking a lot of questions was the voiceover announcer fry four pounds of fried chicken who had a very brief very important part that was the first thing that tipped me off the next thing was all the graphics and then the adr so i had so many production questions and i just kept asking why religion greed money sex but why 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 all right, as always, it's easy to dismiss this stuff as a joke, which you could easily do with this nightmare of an infomercial, but we have to consider the whys of each show, and there are a lot of them here. A silver lining of this mess is that we get to see Ron's style in action. And that'll be done. His auteur tendencies are starting to show themselves from me watching two of these. So very much like the pasta maker, he doesn't let the co-host talk. This time it's Steve. You know, Ron Popeil's been one of my closest friends for over 25 Audience years. bits are the best part, and they are a relief. Yes, both. The food choices are bizarre. Just a few things. Pecan turkey. Or my favorite, a honey pecan turkey. A clump of discolored coconut shrimp. We did coconut shrimp. Loaves of wet fruit bread. I've never had bread that moist There before. are obscene amounts of strange food photography. The ADR is also all over the place and very sloppy because it doesn't just, so it doesn't just happen on inserts. It's happening at, ra at random points where you can yeah. kind of see Ron and mouth moving. It was like he was walking past the edit while it was happening and he would have an idea and no one could tell him no. So like, uh, I guess we have to, Ron wants to put a tag on that. So I guess Ron gets, he said he recorded it on his phone. Do we, do we just put it in? Dump it in. Well, it's, it's Lauren's phone. He doesn't, he has a flip phone, but. You've got mail. We have to put that in there. Yeah, it's Ron. So what I think may have actually <laughs> happened, my guess is that he was dissatisfied with this particular infomercial as he should have been. Are you not entertained? And so when they're in post, a lot of times when you're trying to really fix something that is a turd anyway, you give that shit up. you're like, oh, let's just explain it more. Let's put more copy on it. Let's, we got to explain what we were trying to do. You know, I know what you're doing right now mm. and I don't like it. And it always ends up worse. This thing needed no explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it gets oil hot. You push shit in it. Yeah. Dump it in. One of the things with fryers, as someone who's watched a number of frying infomercials, because again, I use my time wisely. Oh. One of the big things is about temperature control. Oh, wow. I can really feel this burning now. That's like the big frying thing. Big county fair. Because if the oil gets too hot, 
it burns. Hold on to your power rod. And then that oil is bad. You can't reuse it nine times on nine turkeys like Ron wants you to do. With my oil cleaning filtering system, you can reuse your oil to fry nine whole turkeys. Like that's the whole thing, right? It's like it keeps the temperature perfect for the optimal front, whatever. And I was very confused about that. And yeah. sorry, not to derail from your point you're making, but just triggered the thought and you guys need to know what's what's hurting my feelings. And that's it thing. doesn't do a good job of explaining whatever simplicity there isn't simplicity, but it doesn't do a good job of explaining it. That's very, very easy. What I really want to ask you guys about is this show is literally visually and vocally everything a mess. It starts with this insane pile of old kitchen items that were on <laughs> yes. the live the live set in an effort to show you what you can avoid in your kitchen. The but then thing. they're followed by Ron's pitch in which his machines and parts are also littered across the set for the entirety of the 30 minute show. It's the busiest set ever i have no idea how this man who promises ease of use and simplicity can be so successful when what we see on screen is the exact opposite from a product standpoint like i said he's trying to do everything with one thing you cannot make any mistakes and he is this pitch man that has to show you he can do everything with this one thing and that's why he brings his family into it hey dad because this is my family i can so easy my child can do this nailed it it's it's like if you think of like the Popeil family, the Popeil family can do anything. I want to introduce to you my daughter, Shannon. And everything. My other daughter, Lauren. He'll never back down. And that's why he just kind of keeps integrating things from his family. And, and over here, my cousin Arnold. The same shitty food into all of his products. It's like, this is what it is. And look at the people that are in the audience. Like, I when I look at them, I believe that they... They believe this as well. Everybody in this entire audience has used my five-in-one fryer cooking system. Do you guys think that Ron is so successful because people just like Ron? People just like Ron Popeil. Like, are they buying Ron's products or is he the best pitch man? He's on the 19th hole. Yeah, yeah he already, he's good. He's already cashed all his checks. He's already America's pitch man. The American inventor. He, he already did it all. This is just for fun now. This is just like, fuck you. I'll just, whatever. Right. You want a fryer? It's almost like, I think, and he said this one took him 10 years to come up it with. It took me over 10 long years to invent a fryer. Um, and like in other biographies, he said things usually take him. He's willing to spend the two, two and a half, three years to have a product perfect, which is one of his differentiators from other uh, inventors and pitchmen. But this one took him over 10 years to get right. And I always feel like he's like, well, I made this fryer. I guess I'll slap my name on it. So like, he does this stuff for him. Yeah. He is that guy. Like, yeah. and it's probably because he sold his company. They're like, you got another one? He's like, yeah. He's like, I guess you guys can do my fryer. He's like, all right. My fryer. Well, then you're going to do your fryer. He's like, well, can my daughter get some checks too? They're and like, dad. Well, yeah. She has to have the most convoluted process to fry a turkey poorly. And he's like, done. Like, let's, yeah. we'll do that. Yeah. Then. I don't want to do that. Part. Now I'll show you how to do the turkey in just two steps. She can my daughter is over here. She'll show you how to do a turkey, okay? <laughs> you can do both steps. That's it. Didn't you guys think at one point he was going to say, set it and forget it? And we're going to set that for two and a half or minutes. Or something, because he did pull back from the pasta maker. You can't make any mistakes with this video. And he, yeah, you pull back, you can't mess this up. You can't make any mistakes with it. With this with yeah. this DVD. Yeah, or like whatever it was. You can't mess up the with this video. You won't goof it up. Dude's just cash and check with his family and he's cashing checks with the shit that he came up with 
20 years ago. That's your answer, Dave. That's who he is. He just like mailed this shit in. I thought that when it was the old school things of two shot of Ron and Steve and he had to be on. I thought he was still good. Can you see that working? It was everything else around it where it was like, why is this all happening? Like, why are you in a tuxedo? Just let Ron cook. Mm-hmm. You're like, you didn't need Nancy there. Just go. And it's like, he definitely doesn't need Steve there. No. He's only been friends for over 25 years. You know, Ron Popeil's been one of my closest friends for over 25 years. The one bit of crowd work he did where they give him the round of applause. It's, it's a long show, folks. It's a long show, folks. That's a guy like very comfortable walking out to a crowd. I know. I yeah. know. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So do you think they shot this in front of the audience? I felt like everything that we saw wasn't an audience thing, but because there was only a couple of shots where they panned from the crowd up to them and everything was so cut, and so much ADR, and so much graphics, so close in the food. Well, I guess I had a couple of theories. My first theory was, oh man, Lauren's stuff was so unusable when she did it in front of the crowd that they had to have her ADR all of it. And while they were doing that, Ron was like, well, I have to do a bunch of stuff too, sweetie, don't worry. So he recorded a bunch of stuff too and then threw it all in and just used all the cuts where he wasn't talking. And the other was that they just didn't feel like having Ron in front of the crowd. They let him come out, he waved, and then that was it. And like he'd already, he probably like, I already did the show that was in the can. And I was like, they come out and say hi to everybody. It's a long show, folks. And that's why they laugh because they're like, oh, you're not doing a show, Ron. You're, you're going to go back and smoke cigarettes. This yeah, is Yeah, and Steve, he probably did more live work when they were actually shooting it than we get to see, right? I think this one in particular is the best case for that, that Ron wasn't, or we didn't have an audience for most of it. And just look at it. It's a mess. I mean, with the ADR stuff, with the amount of mess that they made. What a mess. This must have been the messiest food thing that we've seen done. So, I mean, I bet there were people just wheeling stuff out, wheeling stuff back. Hello. Look at that. The food's getting cold. Like, there's a cutaway to that shrimp where he's trying to put together his coconut, you know, his coconut shrimp. And a half minutes for coconut shrimp. The yeah. pile of shrimp that's already cooked is, like, green. And my coconut shrimp is now done. Like, it's been sitting out for a long time. And then he put, he puts down the one shrimp that he cooked, and it, like, looks brown and normal. And it's everything like else a... just looks cold and terrible. So I think that probably did happen because it would have been disgusting if you were an audience watching that. I swear to God, I was looking at some of these overhead, like, inserts that they were doing, kind of, like, showing the space that they're working on and then looking into it. And I was like, I was looking for different hands with Ron and like he had a watch, his sleeves were rolled up, but I'm like, it could totally be a different person because a lot of the yeah. work that you were seeing inserting and in, in, inserting. There was here. different hands for the tortilla chips. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one I think there's like three different days that they shot this audience, yeah. totally different. Like that audience stuff is so they went to everybody and they said, hey, say yeah. this, hey, say this, hey, say this. They were the fakest audience mm-hmm. members I've seen. Jesse, how'd you find it to clean? Yeah. Most unprepared. It almost looked like when they talked to them that they didn't watch Ron do anything on stage. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what yeah. kind of disconnected me the most. Yeah. So it was almost like the first show gets to watch Ron cook, but we're not doing any cutaways or interviews. Second show, we're doing all the interviews. And then Ron will like come out and play the drums for 10 minutes. It's like, oh, all right. Like, oh. How was how was the infomercial filming? Was it cool? It's like, well, 
I don't know. Like I, I got interviewed. I think I'll be on the infomercial. I talked to Steve. Big County Fair that favorite. Was- but then Ron just told us it was a long show and then walked back in the back. It was like, I don't know what, what's going on. <laughs> if that is the case, if the conspiracy is true, then just more power to Steve. That's some bullet. Who just came in with heat. Smoking! And excited all of us to the point where we're like, well, can we have can we have more, Steve? No, you can't. Ooh, I, didn't want any more. I, I think this was just the right amount of Steve. No, come on. You didn't I love too. Steve? Yeah. yeah. He was useless. Oh, for shame. He was the... Definitely the pump-up guy. He did that. He's a pro, too. He's since retired, pumped out his country music, has a really detailed blog that he updates very regularly. So I guess he didn't waste his money if he's just recording music. Is it nonpartisan? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what, man. That's that's Steve Bryant, man. That's a boy with some hard opinion. Country Steve Bryant. Low country boy, Steve Bryant. Low country Bryant. (laughs) Oh, wait, real quick. The still images of food and the cutaways to the food with the with the shitty font. That was crazy. We haven't seen anything like that. If you see this amount of cutaways and, you know, still images and you can do this with your thing, at least the uh, graphics and font are neat. Neat. And t- this, these things were a mess. It was crazy. And there were hundreds of them. You- I saved them. <laughs> <laughs> you you know who would have worked so hard to make a production like this, Tim and Eric. Yeah, I know it they had would have very Tim and Eric vibes. Yeah. Computer load up celery man, please. You should look up who produced it. Maybe someone was fucking with Ron on this. Or yeah. This yeah. It was so on accident because yeah, I think you guys are right. Ron just railroaded this fucking thing. Yeah. You're 100 right. It feels like when Vic Berger edits one of those Jim Baker videos mm-hmm. yeah. talking yes. those goddamn buckets. buckets i want to show you yeah. something all this food is for a gift of two thousand five hundred dollars and totally cut really really fast between the audience members talking and, and like make it audience. sound psychotic yeah <laughs> and then put up a powerpoint slide that said do you like stale broken tortilla chips audience do you like stale broken tortilla chips no <laughs> you mentioned the, the coconut shrimp dave coconut shrimp yeah oof when they first mention, because they're like going through things and they're like coconut shrimp and they cut to the audience after they say in coconut shrimp and the crowd goes ham. Coconut shrimp. They go crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, that's such a good, that's a, such a good thing that they did there. But yeah. So much coconut shrimp. Oh, okay. And the, the on game day image. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was that was crazy. And on game day, football, baseball, basketball, or soccer. You know, there were only a few images that were completely crazy. I would say on game day, that which was has the most bananas thing. Three sports freaks w- with insane lighting. Isn't it light? We're gonna have to like post this somewhere. And then yeah. the uh, the if fryer. Like a, if there was a website right where you could take like pictures like you can exchange pictures and photographs what if they take that photo and instantaneously put it out there on the line and you could you put them on the line and then you could share them with with exchange gram like That's instantly instantly though oh no, no no mine is very different than that yeah it's yeah, exchange exchange grams you're exchanging the pictures with you and your friends and you just say you put it on the line and that i think that'd be a great venue for it what do you think Oh, it's a mess. Yeah. And if you guys are playing Call Now Bingo, I think you got five in a row. If you had Dan Bananas, I think I've given you at least five. If not, you just hit it right there. So congratulations. Be sure to finish your drink before we head over 
to the Ronnies. It's no secret that infomercials love to claim that the products they're pitching are award-winning, but let's not forget that they wouldn't have any of those fake awards without the hard work of the real stars of these infomercials. And that's why each week we hand out the Ronnies, our acknowledgement of the greatest moments and performances in these informative and supposedly objective works of art. Named in honor of the godfather and patron saint of TV pitchman, Ron Popeil. Well, it is a Ron Ronnie's, so we all know the standard rule that, of course, Ron Popeil has already won every single one of these. We go through this as an exercise in formality to maintain the integrity of the show for our bosses at B-plus effort. Here you go. Our first category is best value proposition. So we talked about some of the things that they tout during this. And because it's just a fryer, it's just a fryer. I, I didn't list that as a nominee, and now I'm rethinking not having it on there. Although. We'll see. So our first nominee is, you can reuse the oil. Because if you got you got to reuse your oil. You can cook nine turkeys, one four-quart oiler. That's interesting. With my oil cleaning filtering system, you can reuse your oil to fry nine it's whole turkeys. It's the safest fryer ever invented. It has holes in safety My vents. fryer is the safest fryer ever invented. Because these holes catch hot rising oil, and the safety lid when put on always protects you from hot splashing oil. And our last nominee is speed frying. I'm going to show you how to speed fry because so many of us are always in a hurry, right? Which again, it's just frying because hot oil. And um, editor's note, the oil takes 13 minutes. It takes about 13 minutes to heat up the oil. Right. So maybe the nominee is post 13 minute speed frying for for legal reasons mm. we'll talk to ethan but yeah so there you go you can reuse <laughs> the oil it's the safest fryer ever invented or speed frying so actually sorry not to backtrack the ronnie's so when we do ron popeel in our ronnie's it's like cy young winning the cy young and lou gehrig yeah. getting lou gehrig's disease right <laughs> it's like the same thing right yeah, for, yeah. Car- for karmic purposes, I hope it's more like the former than the latter. But gotcha. yeah. Okay. I got to go with the, the you can reuse the oil. That's economical. That's, that's sustainable. I mean, we're talking we're talking 2020 pods right here. Maybe this is 2020. We're going to be keeping this oil. And I feel like the filtration that this thing has and the way that they can infuse different types of flavors in here, maybe you by the, the ninth use of the oil, you have some like really cool Frankenstein oil <laughs> that is like hooking your stuff. It's the yes. it's the cast iron pan. Yeah. Yes. Is, <laughs> this is a this is a number niner, bro. We got a niner. Yeah, man. We're cooking a niner. Come on over, bro. 13.48 pounds, man. It's awesome. Nice. Oil. Dan, can I go? I want to go. No. No. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's the holidays. Come on, babe. Speed prying's out. Oh. Because it's stupid. Nice. I like that. But I'm not going to go with... I'm not going to go with my heart on this one. I'm going to go with the most fun, which I think is the safest fryer ever invented because it has holes in safety vents. <laughs> yeah. It's such a lazy attempt but such a great statement that it could be the safest fryer ever invented when my fryer was safe maybe there's no way that's true so i'm going with that and because they went the extra mile by showing you a outdoor fryer catch <laughs> catching Frying fire the turkey outdoors fire is so dangerous yeah i mean this this sells me on it that it's the safest fryer ever so 
That's what I got. What about going up, out, and down? Then lift up, out, and down. That's nice. Yes. Also nice. Isn't that nice? Nothing safer than that. And they, they send you the gloves. You'll receive a pair of gloves. <laughs> they send you those elbow length yes. insulated oh. gloves. You'll get a pair of insulated gloves. Thank you for reminding me. Maybe the best add-on we've ever seen. A pair of rubber <laughs> safety gloves. With gloves on. The optics of that were hilarious because it was like, it's the safest fryer ever, but you might need these industrial strength blue rubber gloves. Yeah. I mean, I like the gloves. So there's a few things that I liked on the show, like things that I wouldn't be upset to have in my kitchen. The fryer was not one of them, but there are things, and we'll, we'll get to that in, in a future Ronnie looking to my crystal ball. It's as simple as that. Where we talk about maybe the, the best piece of the package. The things I'm thinking about here, when you talk about the reusable oil. You can reuse your oil to fry nine whole turkeys. And the charcoal filter. It has a cartridge of charcoal. Is this a big pro-fossil fuel situation here? Oh, we got a protester. <laughs> I don't know. I love coal. Okay. That's, I can't stop thinking about that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. A lot to think about, but when you're talking about frying a turkey, hey, Dad. I'm going to have to say that safety first, man. You got that fire. You got those gloves. And if Lauren can do it, anyone can do it. It's so simple. One of Ron's children can do it safely. Congratulations to the safest fryer ever invented. Made the right decision. My fryer is safe. And hold the blue safety handles. And the safety lid when put on. Very safe machine. You'll receive a pair of gloves. And here hidden away is the safety extension sleeve, which I recommend using all the time. You lift up, out, and down. Safe. I'll take my gloves off. Best celebrity endorsement. So this is a Ronnie's first in the storied history of the Ronnie's for the first time ever. We have a candidate running unopposed and the nominee and the winner is flavor Flav. Wow. The rap pioneer rap pioneer flavor Flav. <laughs> 30 seconds in we get Flav. Wow. Hey, that's how off balance this infomercial is. Is that you get a celebrity endorsement Whoa. of Flava Flav 30 seconds into the infomercial. The amazing thing is though, Ron. It was so the first time I watched this, because I think he's in like the scrolling highlight thing. Like if you just put your mouse over the video on YouTube, I'm pretty sure you get a shot of Flav because if you want to talk about what's gonna make people watch turkeys get fried, it's Flav. It off the Bone, baby. <laughs> guy's flavor in his name. I was like, oh, I hope he's a recurring character in this because that would be really funny. I want to look like that guy. He's trying everything and he's just like, not the host, but they have a few cuts of him. Like the way that Terry Scott was used Cajun Linguini. in the pasta maker where it's like, all right, you're on stage here. I'm Terry Scott. You come to the audience here. It looks magic. And you're closing the show, big fella. I did it with my own two hands. I can't believe this. I'm telling you. Because you're selling pasta. We're not. And he's had two hits in the first three minutes. I was very disappointed that I didn't get more Flav because they obviously kept him there for the whole shoot. 45 minutes, Gene. They should have just Flav cam. Yeah. Right? And just like let him be like, wow. Like everything else times big. Or like if he fell asleep, anything. I would have just loved to see every reaction that Flav had, but it was still nice to, to see him. 
They're great. That was a big turkey, man. Yeah, it would have worked too if they went that route. They're, they're putting up shit on the screen, right? Yeah. They could have also had like a little picture in picture of Flav in the corner, just like on his phone. That would have been so. There's a way easier and better idea. It's just Ron up there cooking and Flav there watching and then eating everything, mm-hmm. seeing how he reacts. Yeah. And it's and just it's, Ron and Flav? Yeah. It's, Wait, it's is this weird. an episode of Ron and Flav? <laughs> Ron's favorite flavor. Hey, Flav, turkey will be ready in 46 minutes. You hungry? <laughs> wow. Every episode. Wait. Wait a second, guys. <laughs> you might have to cue up the conspiracy music. Uh-oh. Because uh, I'm looking at the images that I took of the close-up of Flava Flav, and in the reflection of his glasses, oh you can see Ron on stage. So, did he stick around just for the Flava Flav interview? Oh yeah, he was. Would, he, th- he of course he was there. Yeah. Okay. It might just be that one, so it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> do much my case, but. Or, is there a possibility that Ron? was not broadcasting to the audience. His mic was just being picked up internally. So they're just getting his lav and they turn down the gnats and all of the reacts. So the interviews are being done by Steve walking through. He's like, all right, so you're lying, so you're lying, so you're lying. And Ron's like, and I got my coconut shrimp here. Like anything he could do without Steve, he was banging out all those because he's like, I have a tea time in 48 minutes. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whatever you guys want yeah. I don't care it's not my goddamn company anymore you own my likeness and my kids fuck you like, well yeah yes Mr. Popeil that'd, that'd be great whatever we need to do that's what my, no, my you could is, be right yeah yeah. I don't even know if that's possible on a set like that but I mean if anyone can invent a way for it to work it'd come be, on guys it'd be around. the American inventor see I think you can dispute the celebrity spokesperson here whoa what I think it's Ron mean? Popeil. Uh, Dan, you said this is not his company anymore. He is a paid celebrity to do this at this point. He's he's not making money off of being an inventor because he already sold this thing. Yeah, but he did make this. But he sold it and they bought him back to do this. Probably. Do it again. For me. It's a fair question. And as the elected representative of the Ronnie's Commission, who is here on the show, among the other 48 members who obviously don't attend every show, but they do listen to every recording, I- I'm going to take the liberty to <laughs> disqualify Ron on the grounds that he is still the pitch man oh. for yeah. this show. So you're not wrong that he is a celebrity in the world of infomercial. Hi, I'm Ron Popeil. And he is the driving force for this to be sold in, in any way. And his endorsement does carry the most weight. However, since he is the pitch man and the inventor of the product, he remains ineligible for celebrity endorsements. So, Flav, it was contested, but still unopposed, and congratulations. The amazing thing is, though, Ron, when you put that turkey in that fryer, man, I mean, that was a big turkey, man. In like 45 minutes, gee, the thing was done. I'm like, wow. The baby back ribs was off the bone, baby. So our best celebrity endorsement is in the book. And now, in the, the holiday spirit? What? Let's talk about the best turkey. Mm. Yeah, yeah, turkeys. Those are my favorite. Nachos, those are my favorite. <laughs> Ron puts on the Converse's and has a throwback for a couple of these flavors. He puts on the lemon pepper turkey. Make a lemon pepper turkey. The Cajun. A Cajun turkey. Turkey. I was like, whoa. Are those just the only flavors he remembers? Because that's great. But actually, his favorite is the honey pecan turkey. Or my favorite, a honey pecan turkey. Where 
he has a turkey that's covered in pecans. I was watching this with my wife. I rewound that. I was like, do you see that? She's like, what the hell is that? She's like, that's not a turkey under there, is that? I was like, yeah, he did that. Be creative. The, the fourth nominee, so lemon pepper. Lemon pepper pasta. Cajun. Spicy Cajun pasta. Honey pecan. And we also have three quarters fried. As our fourth nominee, <laughs> they spend a lot of time on that three-quarter fry. Yeah, who wants it first? Dan, you, you know? go. You go first. Switch it up a little bit. All right. So, the three-quarter turkey is Lauren's time to shine. My daughter is over here. She'll show you how to do a turkey. Okay. She comes out and and Papa Ron passes her the torch with, and now Lauren's going to show you the just two steps. Hey, Dad to the turkey frying process. And now I'll show you how to do the turkey in just two steps. And so here are the two steps of the turkey frying process as described by Miss Lauren Popeil. Uh, go to the bathroom now if you have to. One, put the turkey into its back. That's what she said. I don't know what that means. She said, put the turkey into its back. Into, yeah. That's where yeah. she That's where she puts it on, on the rack. She puts it into its back. Set it right into the draining position. Set the front frying time to 35 minutes. Wait 35 minutes. But they don't have that kind of time, so they've already fried another turkey for 35 minutes. We don't have a lot of time here, Smash Ron. cut to. Let it drain for a couple or four seconds. Pull it out. Unlock the locks on each side. Put on your gloves. With gloves on, take the handle off. Take off the other handle. Place the turkey on a flat surface. Turn it around. Insert the carving stand in the center of the turkey with both hands and in an upright position. Set it back inside the basket. Attach the handles. Take off your gloves. Take and place the fryer lid just on top like this. Lock the blue safety handles. Lift up the bird and put it inside the drain position. Lower the basket into the hot oil, lifting up and out and down. Set the time for eight minutes. Wait eight minutes. Still have time for eight we minutes. We don't have that kind of time now. Take off the lid. Hold the blue safety handles. Set it to the drain position. Put all the way up and just drain out. Carve and enjoy. <laughs> Two steps. Wait, pa pause. What about any of that is any easier than just... <laughs> Having an actual fryer in your house, you know, just I mean? baking a turkey. Yeah, like if you just bake the turkey, you set it and forget it. You just literally, you prep it, you put it in your oven. You know, you got plenty of time. It's, it's a holiday. I don't want to have to be sprint sprinting in and handling these. If you include enjoy, twenty nine steps. Mm. I couldn't believe when he said two steps. And how long it was for her to go through those two steps. It's like four minutes. That's very, very easy. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't include the fry time. After the first 35 minutes, you've only got three quarters of a turkey fry. So pull it out. And it's about three quarters of the way done now. Because, and I, I realized that I sped up as I went through the, the back two thirds of all those goddamn steps. But you're taking out a three quarter cooked turkey after 35 minutes, flipping it over and putting it back in. That's awful. You're yeah. salmonizing your house. They didn't talk about that. They don't include any sanitizer with that. But they did say that, you know, you take the bird out, you flip it, you put it back in. You have the turkey frying chart to tell you how long to cook it on the front side, how long on the back. Which you'll find the turkey frying chart. It was unconscionable that you'd want to cook like that. I was like, oh, they should have made it bigger. Like, <laughs> I know. It just makes it look so awkward. Yeah. That the turkey doesn't fit in the thing that you're selling us. Right. It doesn't cook evenly because you know there's going to be an overlap couple inches of like double yeah. double cooking that turkey. Yeah. So, yeah just, right? so just flip it around and scalding yeah. fry grease. The middle yeah. half is all going to be cooked way more than either end. Yeah. The end, And usually, you know, 
cooking you can't from the outside in that's going to be a weird ass turkey it was so crazy how long it took i hate the dial they have an old-fashioned turn dial they couldn't do digital you can't you don't have settings you just have a button for turkey this should be programmed in like you should have oh you put in the turkey boop you put in the weight boop boop okay it'll ding when you flip it like even that's an enhancement. Extrude. Push the button down to extrude. That's five easy payments then. We turn those machines off over here. Can we turn off the machines? Yeah, it was so sad. Uh, Mark, Mark, you just watched Eraserhead recently. Did this remind you of a scene from Eraserhead? <laughs> Eraser especially with the little Cornish, what are the little Cornish hens or whatever that they cooked in this? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. for all the Eraserhead fans in the audience. <laughs> we got some Lynchian. Uh, is this the Lynchian hour? Yeah, this is the oh, Lynchian hour. Welcome back to the Lynchian hour. So is that your pick then? So because of the time that they dedicated to that. 45 minutes. Deep. And that I then dedicated to breaking it down. Yes, I think that the Ronnie was earned by the three-quarter cooked turkey <laughs> for the 13.48-pound turkey that cooks in just 43 minutes and is terrifying. I did love the carving stand. I love that. I said it before. I'm still all in on the carving stand. Yeah. I like, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, I, would, I definitely would use that like for any like thing that's roasted and comes out hot. It's like, yeah, it's tough. The tongs to like keep it steady and stuff. You may have good knives for, for the carving process. I agree. He could have thrown in his knives. He's got the whole Showtime knife set. Could have done a lot of things to make this better. I like the carving stand. And that's probably what pushes this over the top for me to give the three-quarter cooked bird as the, the top turkey yeah. from, from the fryer. Dave, what about you? Cajun linguine. Cajun linguine turkey. Shout out to Cajun turkey because... Scott. <laughs> Kerry Scott yeah, from Kiwani, Illinois. Is great. But... It looks magic. You know, it looks magic. Why, it will take wild horses to drag me away from honey pecan turkey. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> final. What do final, you mean? Final. What do you mean? Like wild horses, like the Rolling Stones song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, 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 I will be kicking and screaming until I see one of those things in real life. Honey pecan turkey, final answer. Tell St. Peter when I get to the pearly gates. So I had some questions about that. <laughs> of course you did. How did they get all those pecans to stay on there when you're cooking it vertically and then flipping it over two thirds through the cooking time? I'll take my turkey. Set it just right back into the basket. How do you get all the pecans to stick to it? Don't they have to go into the fryer too? Isn't that part of it? I wouldn't worry about that, Dan. No, you've never bedazzled anything before, so you've got <laughs> nothing. Now you just take my Ronco hot glue gun attachment and like... <laughs> no, you know it would be great if it was like, we have a pecan indenter here, and we're just going <laughs> to in <laughs> indent a thousand indents. Ron definitely has one at his house because that's just what he does. That's all I do. He's like, yeah, of course. I'll take a picture. You can put it on the show. You can put it on the program. Yeah. <laughs> the program. It's a strong case. Mark, what do you got? Wow. I didn't think the uh, three-quarter mm -hmm. cooked there. Yeah, I got to go with that. Wow. You know, <laughs> it not only threw me off that it was a category, but it was the most disturbing part of the whole thing, <laughs> for sure. I hated that. When she took it out and it yeah. was only three-quarters cooked, I went, oh. They're supposed to... <laughs> explain the realistic way of cooking in this and then she's like oh but good thing i had another one cooking here the whole time we don't have time for that we're not gonna wait that 35 gotcha. minutes because we don't have the time in the i was show. like no but all you're saying is all this shit is easy to do and quick to do and we have time for this i'm gonna show you how to speed fry and now we don't have time for this because we're getting towards the end of the 
29 minutes that we're yeah. can buy on TV. Yeah. With all of the infomercial work they did of graphics and stuff, how about just a like gray screen wipe clock 35 minutes later, our bird's ready. Like fake it. Yeah. You're on TV. This isn't a play. Like you yeah. can just you make it up. Yeah. I think that just means they can't do it, right? It just means they can't, like, if they could do it, they would do it. Yeah. When Lauren was up there doing whatever she was doing, it was like watching if you were at your friend's place and they cooked for you. Why are you in a tuxedo? And you're supposed to just be drinking and eating chips and you watch them pull a few things out of the oven, except it's a disaster. I'll say it looks like a piece of art yucko now. And they're just (laughs) freaking out about them screwing up dinner for everybody. That's what, like, that's how relaxing this was. <laughs> you're just ordering, you're just like looking at Postmates yeah. on your phone. You're like, ever as simple as it sounds, is it? Right. Okay, so we're going to be eating something else. Today. Artichoke and butter pasta, sour cream and onion pasta. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want any Cajun turkey anyway. You cannot make any mistakes with this video. You can't make any mistakes with this video. Are you also weirded out by like doing anything more to turkey than just cooking turkey? (laughs) I can get down with like doing lemon pepper chicken and Cajun chicken. That to me sounds pretty damn good. Doing it to turkey. Yeah, turkey's a, it's a special, it's a sacred thing, right? It's like once a year, today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's off balance because he's got the solution, which is like a brine. You get my turkey brining or marinade book. You know, and he's got the brine book and he's like, oh, you can get the brine book too. I'm not going to tell you about it. I'd rather tell you about honey pecan turkey. Be creative. But I have the book. There it is. It was strange. They didn't show, again, to their anti-holiday theme because it's a turkey. So if you have a fryer, you'll make them every day. You make nine of them every 90 days to use all of your oil and filters. There was one. They did do one, Dan. The plate. They did the plate, right? She did the one plate, and they drowned it in too much gravy. In really nasty gravy. But I was, I just wanted, I wanted to see the classic, the table set. I wanted to see the bird on the platter. Yeah. I wanted to see the fixins, the candlelight, and the cornucopia, and, and some gourds. I got none of that, and I think that was among my biggest disappointments. Yeah, I agree, Dan. Bummer. But the aesthetic of this infomercial was not Thanksgiving holiday. An anniversary, a Mother's Day, or Father's Day. It was a head, head-scratching disaster. <laughs> Tired of not having a dangerous fire hazard in your house every day? It's like, oh. Well, <laughs> now you're talking. Oh. My motorhome? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. Or a motorhome. I was like, wait, if you think people who are trying to fry turkeys in their motorhomes don't want to have a giant fire you are missing the mark with your target audience man that is the fire crowd that is what they do they park their motorhome they have giant fires so they have a full-size fryer that they're pulling behind their motorhome they don't want a safe one inside frying a turkey outdoors is so dangerous i was just gonna say that dan it was like a disservice to people who own a motorhome in their life we like we can cook outside man fuck yeah man we're going to the river for thanksgiving it's like whoa we bring in the fire like fuck yeah bring the fryer and 12 pallets oh my god can i come that sounds amazing yep PLs only. Yeah. I want to, yep. I want to find one of these and go out into my backyard and like make it real safe looking and then just put an <laughs> extension cord and cook one of these things out my backyard. Oh. The extension cord is really safe too. Cause it's magnetized. So if you bump into it, it will knock, knock down the whole unit. The cord's magnetic. So if somebody bumps it, it just pops out. I was like, oh, that's not a bad enhancement. <laughs> that was great. I like that. It's like a, it's like a MacBook. Yeah. I got this idea from Steve Jobs. <laughs> Appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. All right. Woof. Three quarter cooked turkey. 
Here you go. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Hey, Steve. I've got a turkey that's already put into its basket about right almost here. Good. The turkey frying chart tells you how much time is needed to fry the top three quarters of your turkeys. Oh, yeah. So pull it out, and it's about three quarters of the way done now. Be creative. 42 or 43 minutes. Now I'm going to carve this just right over here. Look at this. This turkey is just so amazing and so wonderful. It's time to take a walk into the crowd. It's time for the award for best crowd work. <laughs> this is crowd work in terms of the work that people in the crowd are doing to really sell us on what they say. So we only have three formal nominees and candidates who are eligible for the Ronnie. However, the floor will be open for discussion of the thousands of people that get to speak during this infomercial. So let's start with the nominees. We won't make any decisions now. We'll go through anyone else who is interesting, albeit not eligible for an award. We'll go from there. Our first nominee is Chef Pamela Taplin, who loves balls. <laughs> Do you get it? Shrimp balls, crawfish balls, meatballs, <laughs> just balls. Fried shrimp balls, crab balls, crawfish right. balls, meatballs, just balls. <laughs> she was really, and I don't, and so you guys might not have got this, um, but that's a double entendre. <laughs> I, did you, did you pick it up? Yeah. You probably I did. didn't. I did. I'll, I'm going to, Tim, mark the tape, roll in the clip for the balls part because she laughs. Cause, yeah. Is your mic not up? Don't even bother on Yeah, but that's we need to make sure that everyone hears that part because she's doing a funny thing there, and then the crowd laughs because it's funny because she says balls. She has balls. <laughs> Farmer Dusty Sims, love this guy. He is Terry Scott 2.0. This was the quickest and easiest I've ever cooked a turkey without the proper production value. He is a farmer. And he loves this fryer so much that he, it's almost like he gives it the magic bullet pitch, right? He's like, leave it on my, he's like, I'm going to use it every day because you want to use it every this day. This is a unit that if you have it, you will use it. It's not something you're going to sit on the counter and collect it's dust. It's not just going to sit on your counter and collect dust. And I was like, well, I wouldn't expect dust. So you're going to leave it on your counter and you're going to want it there because you're going to use it every single day. But he was cool and he had a mustache and he had, he had Dusty on his name tag on his apron, <laughs> and and he seemed happy to just be off the farm for a day. So, Dusty, congratulations. You're a nominee. And our last nominee is rolled in twice, as is Dusty, it is Chef Carrie Karabats. I was very impressed with the turkey. Who feels like a lady who tried to make up a name, got halfway through, and was like, oh, shit. Is that what I wrote? Yeah, then that's what it is. Whatever. She was impressed with the machine being able to fit a 13-pound turkey and the moisture. And that's how she said it. The 13-pound turkey and the moisture. Stop. Fitting a 13-pound turkey into this deep fryer was amazing. And the, and the moisture. Hard cut. Hard out. And hard out. Your out is on moisture. So she was bad. It was all bad. There is a run through the beginning. So after they come off of Flav, they just tear through the crowd and... There's a weird thing where if the person wasn't a chef, they fonted them name first, occupation or proclivity second. And if they were a chef, it was chef in big letters and they're naming a little tiny font underneath. And I was like, why, why did they do that? Who cares? This, if everyone can do it, why do I care if someone who used to 
get drunk in the back of a restaurant wants this thing. So some of the other some of the other hammers in there are uh, Joanne Tunberg is a childcare professional. Fried chicken. It was absolutely delicious. More as a bookkeeper. We did coconut shrimp, deep fried ice cream, Oreo cookies. Big county fair that favorite. Was, you could do it at home? Yes. That was Chris wonderful. Rodericks, a Navy who made some okra, of course. I did a turkey. Mm -hmm. I did the onion rings. I did shrimp. Uh, fried some okra, of I course. I feel like you guys have a couple of big favorites that maybe we need to get on the list for nomination. Who are you guys pulling for and want to maybe appeal to the committee to potentially be able to win this award? The man who loves Chris Bacon, <laughs> Matthew Rafferty, whose job is a... Anyone? Anyone? Train lieutenant. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. A train <laughs> lieutenant. That's correct. That's, that's who I would like to see on the list. That's who I would like to represent. Okay. My district. I'm a Bacon fan. Oh, it makes yes. the best bacon nice and crisp. I like. I don't like my bacon soft. Right. Crisp bacon. Mark, I feel like you're chomping at the bit. Who's going on the list? Who do we got? There's just two more I think would be very sad if they didn't make the list. Darlene Williams, kindergarten teacher, retired. <laughs> yeah. Not retired kindergarten teacher, but it was... It's like that's her military like title. Dead. Thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's thank you for your we service. We have fresh zucchini, so I just go out in the garden, pick the zucchini. And I tried the apples in the deep fryer, and they're absolutely delicious. I actually liked her. I thought she was like the most normal person that probably just said, hey, I like making fried food for people. I liked her as a person. I like that. Then there was Michael A. Johnson, security consultant. <laughs> this was that psycho that was raving about. So I see you met my daughter Raven. About the bread. No. Loves his juicy and tender bread. I've never heard of bread right. described that way. Come on. I've never had bread that moist before. It was so juicy. It was so tender. And when you toast it, it's ridiculous. You know, bleep that. Bleep all that out. Because even though they're not bad words, like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I've never had bread that before. It was so. It was so. And when you it, it's. Yeah, that was so weird. All right, so this is the part of the show where we have to talk about the breads. A workable bread dough. So, Mark, thank you for bringing us here. It wouldn't be right if we didn't do it. Ron is pushing these coffee can breads, and some of them are... Coffee can breads. ...are savory, like they're homemade Italian pizza bread. Or a homemade Italian pizza bread. Which looks awful. Then gets into the... The nut breads and coffee can loaves of plain or fruit nut bread at the same time. Two whole coffee can loaves of plain or fruit and nut bread all at the same time. And then walks us through how you steam bake a coffee can fruit and nut bread. Here's how you steam bake a coffee can fruit and nut bread. First, you empty two cups of bread flour into a large bowl. First, empty two cups of bread flour into a large bowl. Gold medal. Still on the roster. Getting some pub. Put in your salt, you pour in your yeast, your sugar mixture, and then whatever other shit you have in your kitchen. Then add one teaspoon of salt. Then pour in the yeast and sugar mixture. You'll add your favorite fresh or dried fruit. So he went with fresh or dried fruit. I like banana. It's terrible. Then you put the cans in after it rises and you steam it and you have hot, soggy, gross bread. Did he have any other Hooverville Depression era recipes that, <laughs> that you can make for this? Or was it... Here's a hobo's can of beans steamed another six minutes. You can make syrup with motor oil. <laughs> you want to save that oil, folks, because when you're in your tent, you're going to want to make sure you can also burn that at night to stay warm. So, oh, okay. Good. 
Yeah, the coffee can loaves of bread. He says you can make cinnamon toast with it. Fabulous cinnamon toast. I don't want any part of this juicy bread. Yeah. God damn it. Michael A. Johnson was an interesting guy, but he will not be winning this Ronnie because of what he enjoyed so much. And that's it's bad. I know I, I might appear to be a hypocrite because I like the three-quarter cooked turkey so much. Top three-quarters of your turkey. Because of its terrible nature. But Michael A. Johnson, security consultant's enjoyment of the juicy breads is just a bridge too far. So he has officially been nominated. So on his updated LinkedIn profile, he can be security consultant slash Ronnie award nominee. That's fine, but he's not going to win this. Start us off, Dan. Who are you going to pick? So I was in Camp Dusty Sims for, for a while, and a big part of that was because his name's Dusty, and then he says that, the fire won't collect dust. Cajun and I was like, <laughs> guy only knows 12 words. That's awesome. He was the leader in the clubhouse. Pam Taplin, I don't want to give her the satisfaction of winning because that's what she wants. She wanted it too much. She has balls. <laughs> Trying way too hard. It was, it was bad. Carrie Carabats was just strange. I felt like she was kind of on a different show, but I like that she kind of ingredients her line a little bit. Ingredients. And they just kind of like, whatever, gives a shit. This doesn't matter. None of this matters. Just say Smith again. It don't matter. None of this matters. I love Matt Rafferty. Mm. He likes crispy bacon. He has a passion for crispy. I don't like soft bacon. I was like, whoa. That guy has gotten in some loud exchanges at diners before. And he's a train lieutenant. So he's wearing a uniform. So you're going to listen to him, especially when it comes to his pork products. So I would submit that my, my vote for the, the winner of the best crowd work, Ronnie, would be train lieutenant Matthew Rafferty. Mm, nice. Thanks. You mentioned her. I got to go with Carrie on this one. I was very impressed with the turkey. I think she was on her phone the whole time. And then Ron <laughs> came over and asked her. <laughs> what, called on in class. <laughs> what she thought. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very impressed with the turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I did not want to hurt myself. Yeah, that's great. It's either, yes, she was not paying attention or those were off guard kind of interviews. Ingredients. Her response was amazing. And the way that they were cutting these together at this point, it was like, boom, 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 boom. All weirdness going on. Very strange. Loved it. Yeah. Mm. Carrie, Chef Carrie. Carrot. Carrot. I don't know if I can support either of those. And we might have Oh, to... we got a protest. Yeah, we might have to split here. I'm going with Michael A. Johnson. What? <laughs> Michael <laughs> <laughs> Johnson. You're drawing dead because he's he already just... been disqualified. Oh, officially? No, no, he's back. I'm going with him. It's highway lunacy, as they say in the trades. What? But yeah, I'm I'm going with him. He's great, Michael A. Johnson. Michael Johnson used to anchoring the great teams at Baylor. Mark, based on the case you've presented, you've won me over mm. to flip to to Kerry Carabats. Awful name, awful hit. Great line, and I'm glad they left it untouched and didn't give her a second shot. Congratulations to Carrie Carabats for being so impressed with the moisture. Way to go, Carrie. You're great. Thank you, Carrie. I was very impressed with the turkey. Fitting a 13-pound turkey into this deep fryer was amazing, and the, and the moisture. Our next Ronnie Award category is the best piece of the package. So as we all know with Uncle Ron in the holiday spirit is always giving you more than you ask for. Some of those things are good. Some of them are our DVDs. The nominees are 
and we won't include the the fryer itself. We're going to leave that on the outside. So this is the the best non-fryer component because we all love that fryer. Now these are the pair of insulated gloves. You'll get a pair of insulated gloves. The instruction booklet where you won't just get instructions but lots of recipes. You're also going to get instructions but lots of recipes. The turkey brining or marinade book. Okay. You get my turkey brining or marinade book. The DVD that shows you everything. Everyone gets a DVD that shows you everything. That's how he describes it. it shows you everything. You cannot make any mistakes. You can't make any mistakes with this video. You also get his oil filter cleaning system. You're also going to get my oil filter cleaning system. Yep. You get a hands-free funnel. It includes another great invention of mine. In three high density oil cleaning filters plus three high density oil cleaning filters so those filters go with the hands-free funnel it's very confusing because there's multiple sets of filters so those the oil filters will include those in the in the funnel part of it this one's a mess <laughs> if the three fitted charcoal filters those are the ones that renew every 90 days and get charged for as well as three fitted charcoal filters and you also get the donut hole puncher which they don't mention in the last part, but Ron says everybody gets one with the kit. We give you a donut hole cutter in every package. He said that when he's punching out the biscuits and calling them donuts because he fries them. He did say right. that. Strange. And then the last piece of the puzzle was his contraption Tupperware thing, which I thought was pretty cool. So, guys, what add-on component of the fryer has you boys three quarters crispy. I'm pretty excited about it. If you want to see what 13 inches looks like. For me, it's the rubber gloves. Now I noticed that you're wearing gloves. It just had me rolling because in a world of infomercials where, like we said, everything's simple. It's as simple as that. Everything's easy. It's so easy, a child can do Everything it. takes three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> the first add-on they give you in this infomercial is a pair of my safety rubber gloves in industrial strength. You'll get a pair of insulated gloves. Because it's like they're just covering their tracks and going, well, geez, these people might want some some really sturdy gloves if they're actually going to. How are they supposed to touch this goddamn thing? <laughs> they have to handle this, this three-quarter cooked bird that's going to be a billion degrees covered in dripping hot oil. Even us who will uh, sell you anything at any temperature, at any price, <laughs> we really want you to wear industrial strength rubber, yes. rubber gloves. I'll take my gloves off. It definitely takes away from a lawsuit to be like, we gave him the gloves. They yeah, right, burnt their right. hands. We gave him the gloves Warren, though. Warren said with gloves on. So With gloves on. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the gloves are featured very prominently in the instructional video. And they're always wet. Hey, I got to tell you, that was one of the worst ADRs in it when they mentioned the rubber glove. Like they forgot about it during and then they did it in post. And then I think they forgot about it when they made the commercial and said, we got to send everybody gloves. That's my hot take here. <laughs> yeah. There was like lawsuits maybe stacking up and they're like, we got to, we got to. Yeah. And Dave, your point about the speed, efficiency, ease of use, those things are huge. Those are elbow length rubber gloves, industrial strength. So like, do you have to hang those? Yeah. Can you put those under your sink? But then they're under your sink. And you're touching food directly with them. Like, how do you keep them clean and usable you might have to go outdoors dan and clean <laughs> clean them bring them out to your other fryer and use that fryer as a basin <laughs> you put in two tables three tablespoons of dawn dish detergent with your gold metal flour and your kirkland brand oil 
You warm that up to 428 degrees for 14 minutes. The oil warm up in 13. The last minute's going to be spent disinfecting and oilerizing your gloves. Or reuse the oil. Okay. It's, re it's reused oil. <laughs> you can reuse your oil. So, Mark, are you in on the gloves or is there another piece of the puzzle that, that we need to talk about? Yeah, I think Dave went ironic. I'll go ironic, but against the grain. The No Mess Food Coating Shaker, which is trademarked, by the way. I love uh, that thing. I got to show you this other product okay. over here. I love that thing. That's where I got to go. Well, the way I looked at it is like, just take some Tupperware, put your chicken in it, dump whatever you want it, and just shake dump it. it in. Dump it in. And you're probably going to be good. And It's called Ron Popeil's No Mess Food Coating Shaker. <laughs> he, he came up with technology so that it made it even better. You folks have ever breaded chicken fisher so, yes yeah. i'm very intrigued ccc very intrigued very intrigued yeah i was watching that and i was like oh if i was pushing a cart and i saw that for like nine bucks or less i'm like oh i don't do a lot of coating of foods but your hands get so darn messy so dirty yeah i would use that if and when i did because that makes a lot of sense. That's kind of cool. That nice. Before the, he has the reveal of showing the grate that's in the middle, that's the, the value add of the thing. Look at this here. I'm going to take my breadcrumbs. I was like, wait, has nobody told Ron that Tupperware has already existed for hundreds of years? Shh, but then I was like, oh man, he thinks he invented this? He thinks he invented everything. I call this a flusherizer. So what you do is drop your pants here. Now take a seat. What you're gonna want? I was like, "Whoa!" No one told Ron about toilets, but yeah, it's like <laughs> this guy thinks he invented everything. He is the American inventor. <laughs> uh, he can fit a full turkey in there and throw a bunch of uh, pecans in there and shake it up, and it comes out like a bedazzled uh, honey pecan turkey. A honey pecan turkey. Wait, are you talking about the shaker or a toilet? I was still thinking about. I was thinking oh. about him shoving a turkey down the toilet because what I said. But yeah, <laughs> it's a half load right in there. No, you're right. Just a bowl. I would like the shaker. I would like the carving stand. I'm going to take your newly invented carving stand. But I don't want any piece of the fry. Frying a turkey is sure. so dangerous. So I, guess I, I guess I'm out. But yeah, hey, good job by the gloves. But they come up short. It's shake town over here. Mm -hmm. Mark, I think we bullied Dave. What's wrong, Eli? Through the Ronnies this time. Yeah. So Dave, sorry about that. But yeah. sometimes, you know, Uncle Ron gets you fired Safety up. Safety first I'm for me, guys. <laughs> You'll get a pair of insulated gloves. With gloves on. Now, I noticed that you're wearing gloves. I'll take my gloves off. You'll receive a pair of gloves. Well, that was a romp of Arani's. I'm so proud of a Flavor Flav. Congrats to him. I think the big winner. I'm like, wow. I'm just kidding. It was all bad. It's all been so bad <laughs> that I've really enjoyed it. I watched this. I think more than a lot of the other episodes that we've we've prepped for, because there's so much on the screen. I kept being very confident that I would uncover something new each time. It was just a wild ride. I don't know why they did this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they couldn't have made it a digital dial. Set the timer. I don't know why Ron says microwave oven instead of microwave. That might just be a, that might just be a greatest generation thing. I don't know. What you do is go to the microwave oven. Put it in the microwave oven. I don't know they call it speed frying, not just frying. Speed frying. It's just frying. Right? It's just pick things that don't take long to fry and then put them in a fryer. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to trademark it. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to speed fry. All right, cool. You obviously have the number to the patent office on speed dial, so take her away. Nothing is ever as simple as it sounds, is it? It was all bad. I don't think Ron was having fun either, to be honest with you. I don't think much fun was being had. Steve was having fun. I don't care. 
Steve was having fun. I, th- I bet Steve saved. I've known Ron Popeil for 25 years. Ron Popeil. Hello, I'm Steve Bryant. I'll be your show host today. I bet Steve won the day, so to speak. The best analogy I can think of is it's like a, a good referee or umpire. The greatest compliment to the host is that you don't mention him at all. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's Steve's. Again, he's just, he was just where he had to be. Nothing great. Nothing bad. You never want to be talking about the umpire. Like, you know, you don't want to Jim Joyce it at, at first base and ruin a perfect game. Mm-hmm. I think the only exception would be Mike Levy. Today's program is all about hidden treasure. Where it's a series host like him who is more than a host, right? Like those guys are, you know, next, next level. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, just don't, just don't ruin it. And he didn't ruin it. So, yeah, that's all he had to do. What could he ruin? It was all already the five-in-one fryer. So, <laughs> And you can do frozen food right in the deep fryer. Absolutely. One final thing, at least from my side, before we to our families for Thanksgiving dinner, is the announcer. He only has the opening bit, I think. He might have come back for another session partway through, but that guy is a ham sandwich. Mm. He sounds like... If I was doing oh. my best bad impression to be the new SNL announcer, Jason Sudeikis, mm. <laughs> macaroni and bacon bites, wow, 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 That's all he was missing. Yeah. He was like the hottest. He, he came in <laughs> at a 14 and never backed down. Yeah. And I was kind of sad at the end where it was, that's all he had because some of these will allow the VO announcer to have a little bit more play. Like, again, the Holy Grail, Amazing Discoveries. That guy was good with his charming yep. chest. This cheerless chest into a charmer. He was having a good time, and he was good, and he, again, was a pro and painted with the lines. He walked up to it. Like, he knew it was goofy but didn't make a joke out of it. And this guy with his fry four pounds of fried chicken in only 13 minutes. Fry four pounds of fried chicken in only 13 minutes. Make fresh donuts in two and a half. Make fresh homemade donuts in two and a half minutes. The amazing discovery is, you know, that guy picks up the script and he goes, oh, I see what you guys are doing. This is cool. You know, I can, well, let me hit these. It'll take no time at all. And then this other guy here is in some corner of Burbank recording ADR thing and they're like hey this guy's a legend just watch him go it's just waste he's coming in in a shitty infomercial and he's doing the lord's work and he's he's killing it but no one's ever going to recognize it so it's a shame yeah no rod rod fried bacon covered mac and cheese the last thing about the announcer he says and ron's favorite two slabs of baby back ribs in only 10 minutes and then ron when ron comes out he is not interested in the ribs that he makes. He he is less interested in the ribs portion than anything else. But the nice thing that we get is the second flavor flave hit coming off of that, where the baby back ribs was off the bone, baby. The baby back ribs was off the bone, baby. It's <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's how you eat your ribs, Flav. Of course, you don't eat the bone. Come on, man. The joke. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Here we have baby back ribs. Did they ever give a list of all the the country fair favorites? County fair favorites. Because I was having a great time trying to follow along. 
how fucked up they were getting with the food that they were uh, talking about. Yeah, you had fried Oreo. Oreo cookie. Fried yeah. candy bar. Deep fried candy bars. Yeah. Donut. Make fresh homemade donuts. Uh, corn dogs. The corn dogs. They yeah. had corn dogs that could feed an army. Enough corn dogs to feed a small army. Which I don't, I didn't, never heard of an oh army eating corn dogs. Yeah. yeah, he just um, he just threw that lazy line in there. Yeah. 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 So Ron's explaining all the different uses of this and who can use this thing. So it's like, you can have it in your home and blah, blah, blah. If you're a hunter, a fisherman. If you're camping, you can do that. Camper. He says a backpacker. And a backpacker. Would love using this thing. What? No. I, I was just thinking, I was like, no, you meant like a hiker. You already mentioned hikers, but a backpacker would not no, want to lug along this thing so yeah ron we're you gonna carry all the oil <laughs> oh, <laughs> have at least four quarts on you at all times i do not remember that a backpacker okay ron went a little he went a little nuts in the past five years yeah what'd you what, what'd you think you can hard boil 75 mm-hmm. oh, wow. eggs oh i forgot about that the uh the cool hand luke moment that was another game we yeah. played in the sturdivant house watching this i had seen it first and then i said to my wife guess how many hard-boiled eggs they can do she's like, how many eggs three to 36 i was like okay she's like is that way too high or way too low i was like well, we'll just see and it got the 75 75 hard-boiled eggs done at one time and she just went shut the fuck up i was like <laughs> <laughs> so many eggs. What are you gonna do with seventy-five hard-boiled eggs? Twenty-five more than Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> That's a lot. That's right. That's some bullet. Uh, Steve Bryant does yell, "How many eggs? How many eggs? How many eggs?" We've taken all. That eggs. was yeah. That was also one of Liam Neeson's of uh, cut lines from from Taken too. He's, so. he's just kid, it's just chickens instead of terrorists. How many eggs? <laughs> I will find them. I'll hard boil them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man nothing better than that a lot of hard-boiled eggs oh wait i got a good closer here top of the ninth inning that's why you see number 41 Jeff favorite thanksgiving food go stuffing Dan. who me yeah yeah man i like all the traditionals all together on a bite i want a bite where i'm getting turkey stuffing mashed potatoes cranberry swirl gravy i want all of it at once i like the be a savage like i don't i won't mix it all up on my plate i'm not going kfc bowl on a holiday i'm not doing that but i like having the integrated bite of everything <laughs> but all the classics are playing the hits a gentleman's bite what about you davy day i go with stuffing yeah. i like it all but i can't stop eating stuffing so i gotta say that's my favorite nothing's a problem it's, the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good yeah. Especially the years where, like, you know, like really been pounding beers all day and watching the late game. And I cruise by the fridge. I'm on my eighth leftover roll, turkey, mayo, and anything in the fridge sandwich. I am not afraid to open up the leftover stuffing, cram it in like I'm packing a fat lip of stuffing and just mm-hmm. mouse that as I stumble back in front of the TV. Oh, so, yeah, stuffing wait. is the straw that stirs the drink yeah. when it comes to. I can't wait. But I'm greedy. I want it all. They should make stuffing. Can you put stuffing through a Popeil automatic pasta maker? That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You can make Hungarian stuffing turkey. (laughs) Cajun Cajun stuffing. Guys, this has been a blast. I still, I guess it's an abusive relationship because I still love Ron and I want to watch everything that he does and I'm addicted to it. And no matter what he does, I will still defend him. So that, is on me but i had a great time happy turkey day babies 
Happy day, boys and girls. Thank you all for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, or follow on your preferred podcast medium. And for all things Call Now, visit callnowpodcast.com. And if you want to connect with the boys, you can find them at Call Now Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or send them an email at callnowpodcast at gmail.com. And if you can't fight the urge to pick up the phone and call now, you can leave them a voice message at 617-356-7439. And if you call in the next 30 minutes, you might just be the next star of Call Now. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you tune in next time to Call Now. This has been a B-plus effort. We'll try harder next time.